0: You are listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom. And the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth the price for this freedom at times has been high but we have never been unwilling to pay that price welcome back patriots we're so glad that you're on the patriot cause we are starting this week with veterans week now I'm going to say Veterans Week, but it may end up being Veterans Weeks with an S because I have so many great veteran patriots that want to be on the podcast, and rightfully so, because you want to hear from our veterans. I know you do, and this is our opportunity to present to you how our veterans – my fellow brothers and sisters in arms feel about what's going on in America. And I have a great Patriot on today. And her name is Kelly. And she is a very special individual. One, because she joined the military. She's going to tell her, tell us her experience and how she became or decided to become part of the military and then she's going to tell us about her experiences and then we're going to move forward and talk about how she feels about america and where we're headed especially after you know this quote state of the union addressed by the president as we you know legally have to call him so So Kelly is with us today. And I thank you so much for Kelly for joining the podcast. Well, thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm really happy to talk to other like-minded veterans and patriots. And I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out to, to join us together. And the first thing I want to start off with is tell us your experience. And well, first off, why in the world would you even join the military?
1: Well, I was seventeen um, in high school. Actually, I was still sixteen when I took the ASVAB and uh, scored really well on it. Um, I come from a small town, so in Central Florida. So I didn't um, have any aspects of like any uh, aspirations of college, and uh, the military sounded like a good idea the Air Force, and I had some family members that had been Air Force. So I was signed up, delayed entry. I had to graduate high school first. <laughs> so my mom had to sign for me. And then I uh, turned 18 in basic training. <laughs> Whoopee, I get to run another lap. Um, and then I spent my four years um, of active duty at Wilford Hall Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas. I was very fortunate to be a medic, um, very good, excellent training. And um, served my time there and when I got out um, after four years because I, I didn't get the job I wanted originally, which was radiology tech. So I was a medical assistant and I had to go to school to become what I wanted to become. So I, I ended up going to school and rather than staying in. Um, and let's see, oh, I wanted to mention that in basic training, people don't often think about it, but I remember quite a lot of classroom time and learning yes. all about Absolutely. this wonderful yep. country of ours. Um, in the yes. Air Force we learned about certain people like Chuck Yeager. I I guess he he was pretty important. Um, I think he broke the speed of sound or something. But there was there was <laughs> but see that's that that was a long time ago for me, like 30 years ago for basic training, but I still remembered that we were basically taught why we were there. To Give up our lives if need be, for our country, yes, and what our constitution, absolutely. what makes us great, what made America and our constitution so unique in the world, and why we needed to fight if need be to to defend it, and it really you know maybe because I was young and impressionable, but I took that oath to heart and have um, always wanted to honor the Constitution in, in all I do, and I, I feel very lately I had felt very um worried and and just just really concerned about obvious uh it seems blatantly obvious that the constitution has not been uh followed in the past many years and um was just really trying to figure out how how i could help with that um
0: well what you're what you're mentioning when you're talking about you know service members you know personally myself i spent 20 years in the marine Corps. Uh, Did a lot of good things, you know, been to different countries, seen some terrible situations in combat and different things. But but here's here's the issue. What the issue is, is people don't understand that are not in the military, that when we raise our right hand, we are defending and supporting the Constitution of America. Now, there's a difference. Yes. Not what any particular
1: political party or president, it, just the exactly, Constitution.
0: Exactly. We're, you know, yeah, our president may be, quote, our commander in chief. Commander in right? chief. But when we deploy or when we, you know, come in the military, uh, the military helps us understand that we're defending a structural concept of freedom in America, and that's the Constitution. And it's unfortunately, unfortunately, what we're dealing with now is you know communists and these radical, radical leftists. Uh, they don't have a concept. They they don't have a clue what the Constitution actually grants them. And we support very them. little. <laughs> Very where, little, where they, actually. They don't yeah, realize whether it, they but... even understand it because we support and defend the Constitution. It allows them to do the whatever radical things that they want to do. You know, exactly. uh, uh, up obviously up to a point. When it's when you start talking about violence and all that, uh, that's yeah. that's not that's not part of the Constitution. Never no, no, it.
1: we're we're trying to do a legal, lawful upholding of the Constitution. But it's it's one of those you know, if not us, then who? And um, time is passing by, and, and we keep seeing more things. And I, I remember thinking if, if all of us veterans, we all swore an oath, I can't imagine that my veteran, my fellow veterans, would not feel, even if they had bought into some of the propaganda, they, they still don't, don't they realize, hey, we, we, we still have an oath. Our oath doesn't expire. And if you know, freedom isn't free, and it is just one generation away, and when yep. these the people the progressive left in in congress now they they believe and they have made many other young people believe that there's a difference between democratic socialism and regular socialism and so they think it's okay because they throw the word democratic in front of it and and i'm like no socialism is the antithesis of, of our country of what we are standing for and and, and i don't you know when they can talk about certain socialist programs but the still, again, honestly, um, I would rather take it back to the founders. And yeah. um, if that means personal responsibility and less welfare, well, charity begins at home. And we used to take care of each other through communities, exactly. churches, soup kitchens. Perfect. Nowadays, everybody, yes. it's everybody for themselves. Um, you know, we, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to support everybody who can't work and et cetera, et cetera. And I understand that there is a need for, for social programs, but the constitution says that anything that's not clearly spelled out in the constitution as a federal government um you know law or dealing or whatever is back to the states and the states are supposed to be running things but the feds right. have gotten it twisted where people actually think that the federal government runs us and they they need to wake up because we're the only one that I know of i mean maybe there are other great countries in the world okay and there are other quote, democratic countries, but we have the last handwritten constitution in existence that's still being used. And and our constitution is special and unique and grants us particularly, you know, special freedoms and liberties. It's right. not the constitution that grants them, as you say, they come from God. But our constitution yes. outlines that so that our government knows that, that that they are not in charge. They are only by our consent. They Absolutely.
0: Govern. And a lot of people don't understand that um, this country is a republic. It's not a democracy.
1: It's a constitutional republic. I tell people that a- exactly. all the time.
0: And like you're talking all about going time. back to the states, you know, if if you want to be uh, a more of a government controlled life, then you can go to a state that that does that. If right. You be, if
1: you like if you like yep. lots of regulations and rules and you want yep. somebody to tell you if you can put siding on your house or, you know. Yeah. Or, on and you it know, you can go get permits. A,
0: yeah. If you're in a homeowner association, they said you can't fly the flag, you know, uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's where you want to live. But, you know, uh, from from my standpoint, that's not real America. Real America no. is individuals that want to be free and they want to be free all the time, not free based. We don't need what... permission.
1: Right. Self-governance exactly. is is what our founders envision. And that's what our our country is laid out to be. I have a theory myself. Not many people, including me, really, um, are willing to, to do what it takes to go into politics. OK, yes. And, and, and so our founders would call it our civic duty. And it seems like, you know, oh well, you know, Fred, he he said he's gonna run. Okay, Fred, we'll support you. You go on up in Washington and make sure you, you know, tell him what we we think. But somehow along the line, Fred goes up to Washington and he becomes part of the system. And then he doesn't really care about the people back home anymore. And that's not at all what the what the founders envisioned. The founders envisioned they had jobs, they had farms, they had businesses. They would do their duty to help govern, but then they would go home. <laughs> and let somebody else take over. But we've right. gotten people into careers of politics where they, that's what they do from the time they graduate college until they're old. And um, I'm sorry to say, but a lot of times they lose touch with what the everyday business owner and, and homeowner and whatever are struggling with. And that's why we have to keep active. All politics is local, they say, and well, because of what's been going on the last couple of years, I myself, you know, gotten more involved in local school board, um, you know, interested in city council, things like that. Because I wanna see how things are going in my home area and make sure that some of those radical policies aren't being taught right here at home. Um, But thats it's up to all of us veterans and anybody who who knows these things to, to act. We can't just um, complain about things. We have to step up, get involved, find out what's going on.
0: And, um, and you know, on the podcast, I said it over and over again, you got to stand up, you got to show up, and you got to speak yeah. up. Yes, and, and a lot the of the thing about it is, is up. you know, there's millions and millions of Americans. That will sit on their couch, eat their bonbons, and just suck up anything and everything that c- comes across this electronic tube called a TV, or yeah. you know, uh, social media and and those kind of things. And the only way that we can change that is like what you're saying: you have to be involved in your community. You have to say, "Okay, enough is enough." Now it's time for yeah. us to get out there. And same with you. I go to my school board meetings. Uh, I yeah. don't have any children. I have grandchildren, but they don't live here with me in Alabama. But it doesn't mean just because I don't have kids in the schools that I don't, you know. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't care. But the, the biggest thing is I do care. And because I care. I go to the school board meeting, and yeah. they don't close the door. Tell me, oh, but do you have kids in school? No, no. Yeah. They they don't prevent me from you know being part of the the meeting and and being there because that's what freedom is. You know exactly uh, I, what I'm doing is is I'm um, you know what we're doing is we're defending our children against this massive debacle whatever word you want to use of the education system today and what it has turned into unfortunately what has happened is the communists has infiltrated the college level and now they're infiltrating the k through 12 level yep this is all part of their plan is is In their utopia mind, they're thinking, well, we need to get everybody on the same sheet of music, kind of like robots, right? Yep. And because they do that, um, it's a difficult situation to fight. Well, because of the money.
1: It's all because of the money.
0: Exactly. But here's the neat part. The neat part is there is very few of them, and there's a whole lot more of us. And we have I've, to be able to speak up I, yeah and i've seen it over the the years you know especially within the last six months or so that millions of people are finally had enough of this crap whether it's finally. you know the masks, the mandates the you know getting stuck whatever and there's like okay all right that's it and what I use Pelosi's words against her. <laughs> if you remember, okay. remember back Nancy Pelosi said, you know, during the riots and all that, right? People were standing up and she was saying,
1: Yeah, I don't see everybody why needs
0: saying. to get in the streets. You know, we need to have yeah, I don't more understand why people. there aren't more. I don't <laughs> understand why we don't have millions of people protesting and being part of BLM and all that. The reason is because it's not right. It's not right. the truth, it's not moral what is happening No, nope. exactly. but the good news is we're we're understanding what she said but we're coming from a truth and moral side of all right so kelly we're going to take a break and right. when we get back we're going to continue the conversation and just uh you you are expiring or expiring me <laughs> you're <laughs> you are absolutely making me smile it's just my Great. heart is just huge because uh I'm so proud of listening to veterans that that really understand it it's you know it, it's it's not just that we're citizens but we're veterans and and yes, we're using a different set of glasses to see what's happening uh compared to the average citizen they don't They don't have a clue. Uh, what's going on around them they they do their jobs they go wherever they go go to movies and slave to the grind yep and they just think that everything's fine but veterans know better we know what communism is we know how it will deteriorate this country so when we get back we'll continue the conversation with kelly robbins on the patriot cause back with Kelly Robbins, an unbelievable Air Force veteran with a lot of experience, not only being a veteran, but also understanding what's happening in the world and what's happening in her life. And we're so thankful that the veterans are coming on the podcast to share with you their experiences and how they feel about our country and what's going on uh, in our country, but also we have an opinion or an idea of what's happening in the world. And I, I think it's a, it's a different opinion. I think it's different than the average everyday American that goes to work to put bread on their table. Veterans have a different kind of view of the world in itself specifically because we understand you have all these different countries and they, they have their military and they attack people. We understand all of that because we're trained to understand how the military works and how all this interaction happens using veterans and, you know, equipment and so forth. So thank you very much for being on the podcast, Kelly. What I want to start off with, absolutely. And what I want to start off with is, okay, so there's a lot of things that are happening in the world, you know, whether it's China wanting to evade Taiwan, whether it's, you know, the politicians in bed with China, you know, Russia going after the Ukraine. What in your mind, how do you feel? And what is your, conceptual idea of what's happening in the world.
1: All right. I had heard many times uh, that America is that, that beacon of freedom on the Hill, but yes. that the rest of the world relies on us. They, they call us, and I mean, some of it, I will admit, some of it may be, you know, propaganda for us because we have to be convinced. We are definitely, we, we dedicate, our lives, our, our physical bodies belong in service to the government, okay? I mean, I had friends who would get sunburned to the point where they couldn't work and they would get an article, whatever it was, um, they would get punished, okay? Because that's government property and you have to maintain your government property. So people don't understand what it's like to give your whole entire self in service to the cause and the cause in our case is our country and our constitution. Um, I believe that when our country shows instability and weakness, then our enemies will take advantage. They've been waiting for an opportunity to take advantage. Um, I believe that when, I mean, when President Trump was elected I'm gonna be honest, okay? Cause I used to be a Democrat for many years and I voted Democrat, but that was about the extent of my politics. My politics was, I believed in live and let live. Um, Do what you wanna do in the privacy of your own home. I believe the constitution and our founders intent was that all American citizens, be they black, white, women, men, whatever, that we are all equal under the eyes of the law. And we are all all equal basically. So I, I didn't think there was any need for any type of uh, campaigns or or whatever to uh, bring awareness. You know, you're an American, great. You know, there's laws against discrimination. Um, But I felt like people, when Trump was elected, I kind of laughed, but I was like, okay, whatever, because people, tried. the the left tried to make it out like it was such a big joke. However, do you know that he was the uh, first president to have a New York Times bestselling book before he was a president? It was called the art of the deal. And what Donald Trump likes to do, or at least what I believe he likes to do, is make deals. And they're business deals. And they're usually profitable or beneficial to both parties, not just one-sided. And he was very good at making deals, okay? And it seemed to me that he was going around the world making some damn good deals. People were happy. We were thriving. Heck, he even sold rice to China. I know that's a joke, but yes, for the first time, like in history, China bought bought Rice from America. Okay, so th- this, is, this is amazing, the pride that I felt in our country when he was the president. And I didn't really take much, you know, take it to heart until uh, the COVID happened. And what happened for me personally was I, I'm a medical person, so I started researching. I wanted to know how best to protect myself and my family. And so I started watching White House press, press briefings, et cetera. So this was early 2020, and I was on Facebook. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was probably addicted for 14 years to Facebook. Um, like my whole life was there. It seemed so. Um, I cut that cord, by the way, and broke that addiction and got off of like a month or two ago. Um, but anyway, I would go on Facebook and see the president's words completely twisted, lies, and and I was like, why are they? Why are they saying that? It's not what he said. And so then I started looking deeper and. Um, quite frankly, when January 6th happened, I was just so furious because I was watching the YouTube live streaming of, of the, the house floor and they were, you know, the, the joint to floor, they were speaking finally of certain irregularities that they had witnessed in different States. And people were finally going to hear the, you know, what the evidence or whatever, but that was cut short and I was pretty ticked. And I, um, started, after that happened, I, was just, I couldn't believe it happened, but um, I started, well, I wanted to refresh my memory of the Constitution, and I started taking a free online course, um, to be honest, it was Constitution 101 by hillsdale.edu, uh, edu. and um, I wanted to just refresh my memory on my constitutional knowledge, because I didn't understand why, what is going on, and, and I, that's why I felt like I had to do something, but my my take on this whole the world thing is that we, as a country, have to be the leaders that we claim to be. And when we are doing things like the Afghanistan pullout debacle, um, all we can do is just shake our heads. I had veteran friends who were so torn up about that, especially those who served in Afghanistan. I had one friend who was crying and cutting up and burning his flags. I mean, people were really, really affect, veterans were really affected by that debacle. And I believe that was the beginning of our fall from grace, as you put it, you know, you want to put it. And um, since then, our enemies are making their moves. Why, I mean, who wouldn't? And I believe very strongly that it's up to, the the people who are serving now can't really, you know. I understand they're they're stuck, but the people who have served and we know what this is supposed to be about, the veterans, we need to be making our voices heard because when somebody in, if somebody in in official um, elected officials, if they are saying that um, military veterans are somehow an enemy of the state, well, then that means that, I mean, we're, we're supportive of the constitution. So if you think we're the enemy, then you must be an enemy of the constitution because there's no other way to, to reconcile that. How can our veterans be the enemy? We can't. So if we're being made to be the enemy, then there's something going on in, off, you know, in the um, politics that is not, uh, in line with our constitution and so our, how, our,
0: right. Our, so how do you view the the rest of the world that looks at us? You know, as being you know weak, which we are, right now. We're, you know, we're. I don't think we're weak as far as military and strength. We're weak no. on policies, and we're weak on you know.
1: Our uh, leadership at the moment our is leadership. not leading.
0: So how yes. how does the and, world look he, at us um uh, as it relates to you know our country? And I think what is happening is because of this, uh, this has got a lot to do with why Russia's doing what they're doing. Um uh, China wants to do what they want to do. Exactly. And for four years, when Donald Trump was in the office and uh Personally, I, I'm not a die-hard per se. You know, person that worships Donald Trump. I don't worship right. anybody, but I don't worship same, anybody same but here. God. You know, right? Same
1: here. I, that's it.
0: And but I what I do know is when when this man was in office, the world, global world political atmosphere was respected us respected us and so now we're we're in a different situation so um what is your i feel the same way yeah so what is your opinion on how you know this global politics is happening what do you see in, in your mind on what's happening compared to what America is, and specifically how we view what's happening in the world.
1: Okay, well, I feel like, you know, the country, the country, we're, we're all individually pretty much caught up in our daily lives. And we we support, you know, the, the guys who are in the military now, and they have their jobs to do. Although... Many of us, myself included, don't agree with sending our soldiers to protect Ukraine's borders, for instance, when we have our own border open. Um, I I don't know about you, but Article 4 of the Constitution basically says that- Very
0: good point, yep.
1: Yeah, the, the Constitution, Article 4 says that one of the jobs of the federal government that's actually enumerated in the Constitution is to secure the borders and protect our country, our states from invasion. That has absolutely not been done. And and it's treasonous in my opinion. But I, I don't see I see I see things like that happening and I don't understand why nobody is acting. Like why wait, that's treason. Why is it wait, that's espionage? Wait, what what the heck is going on here? I don't understand. And and I really feel like a lot of it, you know, the the meddling in other countries, I understand that, you know, we have to keep our presence or whatever. But I do feel that the, the invasion in Ukraine, for instance, and the, the issues with China, um, come on, Hong Kong. They, do you remember the summer of 2019, Hong Kong, there, was, yep, there was some big protests going on. They were waving the American flag. They were protesting for freedom. Not yep. long after that, COVID happened and everybody went on lockdown. Okay, And you never heard another dang thing about it. Next thing you know what, Hong Kong's reunified. Come on, Taiwan is next on their, <laughs> on their target. We, we have got to stand up and be a stronger country because they're, they're basically gonna, well, unfortunately, they're probably, the enemies are probably going to take over more before it's said and done. Um, I don't know what the heck's going on in Canada. And I know they, you know, I can bring that down, Australia and Canada down to one thing. They don't have a Second Amendment amendment, and anyone who thinks that you know um, the Second Amendment's no big deal, or we need gun control, or whatever uh, uh, I am absolutely against yep. that. Uh, absolutely. You know, guns don't kill people. Yep. Guns absolutely. don't kill people. Okay, people kill people. And back in the seventies and eighties, you had kids with their rifles in or their shotguns in the back of their pickup truck at school. Because they could go yeah. hunting afterwards
0: absolutely this, they
1: didn't shoot up the school okay that's a mental problem and i honestly think that uh, a few concealed weapons permit holders we're talking about lawful uh citizens who are trained and and have the right to carry a handgun concealed okay they should be allowed on school property to be armed, because all it takes is a good guy with a gun to knock out a bad guy with a gun. And people who tell me, oh, you're wrong about that because you know there's more guns and they could get caught or somebody can take it from them. No, you're not supposed to let anybody know you have it. That's the whole point of concealed carry. But I will tell you that in places that are where a lot of people carry guns, there is less crime, not more. You're very highly unlikely to be mugged If you're gonna pull out a pistol and shoot the darn mugger, come on, they're they're not looking for people that have guns. And when you make places gun-free zones, I believe you you make people sitting ducks, frankly. But anyway, I'm sorry, I can go off on a tangent on you. But I was just saying that I honestly think that what's happening in Australia and what's happening in Canada could be happening here, if not for the second amendment. And if we don't um, stop them with their gun grabbing, and they're, they're, they're kind of go like under the radar and have a registration of some sort because that's all they need is to register them and then they can try to take them, okay? And, and it's really, um, people need to wake the F up. I'm sorry. <laughs> wake up and see what's happening because this is, the, America is not as strong, unfortunately, as it used to be. And um, those of us who served and know what we're fighting for, what we gave our lives for, We have to come together and at least just make our voices heard and speak up, because I think many of us, including me, are quiet on these matters because we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to get into, you know, the the fact that they say no talking of politics and religion, I believe, has led to a lot of ignorance regarding politics and religion, because a lot of people, nobody talks about it anymore.
0: So if if
1: you aren't allowed to talk about it, you can't. You know, I get First Amendment.
0: um, First Amendment, right? I
1: get so angry. Exactly, I get so angry at people censoring people. The reason I got off Facebook after 14 years and my whole family and everybody on there, thousand of friends, was because I don't believe that anybody should be um, have the right to deplatform the sitting president of the United States. I am extremely angry about
0: that. Think about this. Why did the founding fathers put the second amendment uh, to after the first one? Exactly. To protect the first one. And then the exactly. Bill of Rights, you know, it continues. And, you, you know, we had ten, ten, 10 different amendments towards that Bill of Rights. But number one was we cannot and never should allow any kind of censorship of people exactly. to have a free voice what what and, is freedom without
1: the freedom how do you
0: protect that just like you're talking about australia remember that yeah australia as soon as they Canada. gave up their
1: guns and i asked somebody yep. about it and they said we didn't give up our guns willingly they registered them first and then they took them basically
0: absolutely so
1: you got to understand this stuff doesn't happen overnight you know the the yeah, it takes
0: years. The years Nazis
1: didn't even. just round up everybody. First, they made everybody hate the certain yep. class of people, and and yep. they've done that in America. Okay, they tried. Yes. All right, in the past, I believe that the communists have tried to take over a country with their good old communism, the class system, the workers, the slave proles need to rise up against the elite, whatever. But we had a thriving middle class and it's very mobile and dynamic. You can move from the low-class ghetto to the high-class mansion if you put forth the effort and have a talent or a skill and you're willing to work for it. I still strongly believe that. I get very upset. I know certain people are born with certain opportunities that others may not have. But in America, you can pretty much go as far as you're willing to take it. If you're exactly. willing to do the work or at least offer some sort of, learn some sort of skill or share your talent with the world, and you might very well become wealthy, it's it's an option. And so the, the communists could not get to America through the class warfare, so they went for race, which is our diversity, which used yes. to be our strength in America, was yep. the great melting pot. All of us Good came point. from somewhere else. Pretty
0: Well, Kelly, we have pretty much run out of time. And I'm just ecstatic. You have inspired me throughout the whole podcast. It's absolutely amazing to listen to you. I, I can do this for hours. <laughs> Thank you. But
1: Thank you. I can. Uh, un- unfortunately,
0: uh, unfortunately, we got to get this posted uh, uh, and let the, the great Americans out there that are part of the, the Patriot cause listen to this awesome, awesome Patriot. Air Force well, if veterans. I have, if yeah.
1: I if I could say anything else, it would be yeah. you know, veterans. Let's let's we're we're not about starting a fight, but I really wish that we could somehow make ourselves known in a nonviolent way. Maybe yes. we'll pick a day or something. I really wish that we could show. I heard one time that there was 23 million veterans in our country, and if we would just stand up and say, hey. We are here to support the Constitution, not anything else, um, not any particular person or political office. And um, we still, our oath still stands. And that's all we want to do is just preserve our freedom, our liberty, our way of life in America. And
0: um, And there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) No, there isn't. And you never know it may actually happen. We may actually get millions of veterans in the streets. because I'm
1: down. I'm down. I'll be there. Because we we just need to say, hey, here I am. You know, look at us. There's many of us. And I think more people, um, you know, would would join us in a silent type of uh, just a showing. Just a showing of who we are. Like everybody go to your downtown and wear your red, white, and blue on Constitution Day, September 18th. Um, or something like that. I wanted to yep. do that last year. I,
0: I think didn't. we're going to see, we're going to see, uh, a we have lot. to step
1: up now. It's
0: yeah. I think we're going to see a lot hard. of veterans that are going to come out for Memorial day, come out for veterans day. I think yep. we're going to see, a, a, a you know, just like the truckers in Canada. Now we got the truckers in the U S so, but anyway, thank you yep. so much for coming on the podcast. Love you to death. And we will get back together. Well, I'll bring you back. Absolutely. And love to hear more about your experiences in the Air Force and specifically, you know, your views on life in America. That's what it's all about. So thank you so much for joining us. And we will get back together. Guarantee you. Awesome. Can't wait. Yep, talk to you later. Great Patriots of America, thank you so much for listening to The Patriot Cause. This week, I present veterans and their opinions and what is happening in our country and the world today. You do not want to miss any episode on The Patriot Cause This week. This is The Gunny Out.